Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Hope everyone is doing well today. Thank you for listening, watching, wherever you are. Um, you know, before we get started, make sure uh, if you're first time listener, hit that subscribe button, uh, hit that uh, five star review on Apple and Spotify, and and give us give us a review because we love hearing feedback from uh, from you guys and anything we can do to make this show better. Um, so we've got a, uh, got a few episodes today. First one today, we're going to be talking about NC State football. Um, my first guest is Joe Giglio from WRAL-TV and uh, 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh. Let's get him in here. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, I understand you were golfing today. Did you shoot well? I did okay this morning. I was able to get a couple holes in there, so it was good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, man, I'm jealous. It's uh, it's hot here in Oklahoma City, and uh, I'm staying away from the golf course right now. <laughs> so, uh, hey, did you go to ACC Media Days yeah. last week? I did down in Charlotte. It was it was uh, good to be with people again, you know, and uh, actually talk to some of the coaches and some of the ads, and not just uh, spec if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I watched, uh, I watched Dave Doran's, uh, press conference. It really wasn't anything that stood out. Uh, got asked some pretty vanilla questions, but I got to ask you, you know, you're up, you're at the, uh, epicenter of, uh, of NC state football right now. What is the current pulse of the fan base with these crazy high expectations? I think a large portion of the fan base is excited. I think they're also a portion of the fans who realize what happened to Carolina last year with so much expectations on them, and they don't want to see that happen to NC State. And then there's yeah. another part of the fan base that knows last two times to ECU, they lost. Thing The wheels could come off in the first week of the season, and no one really wants to see that worst-case scenario. But that that's kind of what got Carolina last year you know they opened up on the road at virginia tech couldn't get out of the gate and i think those are all things even dave doran has talked about even specifically about carolina and how you can't get caught up in your own hype yeah no unc i feel like unc was uh you know they received a ton of hype last season but i think the difference is that nc state has a much better defense coming into this season uh, where, whereas UNC, it was more Sam Howell. How's he going to do? Um, so yeah, I, I see the similarities, but I think that, uh, this, this NC state roster is just stacked. And a lot of these guys coming back for COVID year. Um, it should, yeah, I, I, I agree, but I can see the similarities. I can bet I can see in Raleigh, everyone is, is probably saying that. So skeptically optimistic would probably be, be a, a good term for it. Um, so, you know, I've got them going to the playoff this year. Um, I, I think this is the year that they're ready for it. Um, I think they're the most balanced team in the ACC. You know, one of the biggest hurdles they've got to get over is beating Clemson and Death Valley. Um, they have not won there since 2002. How do you like their chances going into Death Valley and pulling out a win? Well. Looks like we lost him. Hopefully, I'm. <laughs> there he is. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Uh, uh, listen, they went there in 16 and they actually beat Clemson. They just didn't the actual game. They missed a 33 year old field goal 
at the end of, of regulation. Um, so I don't think they're scared. I, I think also last year, you know, finally getting over the hump against Clemson was important, even though it was at home, even though it was at home time. Um, you know, I, I think this season for NC State is going to be about putting it all together. Like if you think about last year, they beat and they beat Carolina and they don't win the division. You know, meanwhile, yeah. Wake Forest won the division, lost Clemson, and lost. they lost to Carolina, too. It was a non-conference game. But you're looking at it going, well, wait a second. What happened? And the thing with NC State was, well, they lost the way. And then they lost the game at Miami, where Miami was trying to figure out who they were. So I part of that for NC State of realizing that all these games matter. And, and you know, you mentioned having that eligibility, that they're, they're a veteran team. And yeah. hopefully they'll be healthy. You know, they weren't healthy last year and part defense. So if they could get healthy and stay healthy on defense, I, I do have a chance to take care of business. Uh, you know, you, you, in the playoff, I could probably, I could see them losing a the game. I could see them losing, the, you know, even two games. Um, but I, I just, I, I think they're in front of NC state. Yeah, no, I, like I, I could see them being like uh, what, like ten and zero or, or nine and zero going into that uh, Wake Forest game. I think that's the first game that uh, prior to the college football rankings coming out. So if they're undefeated going into that game, I could see them really, really tensing up because they've never had that kind of pressure before, and uh, that's where I could see them potentially dropping right. the game if they can get past the Clemson game. Um, that that's the most important one. Another, you know, Wake Forest is a team that's really been a thorn in the side for for NC State. Um, they've lost four out of the last five. Um, what is it with Wake Forest that just seems to cause NC State so much trouble? I think Dave Clawson, the coach number one, and knows what he's doing. Develops players and almost seemingly always has a veteran team. They really pit and Wake Forest last teams that benefited most from the extra year of COVID eligibility, I thought. Then you add in Wake Forest is not here in the triangle they used to be. And yeah. they they don't have like a natural run anymore. It was NC State. And and they still treat NC State as if that's the matters. NC State doesn't treat Wake that way. They, they treat Carolina that way. So you have a little bit of a dynamic that always seems to favor Wake as well. Um, but it'll, I, I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, well, it's been the last two years, it's been a really good game. And I think this year it'll be another great game. You know, uh, just looking at the schedule, that Florida State, they play Florida State the week after they play Clemson. That, that's that got yeah. let down possibilities Absolutely. at the end of the year. I don't know what Louisville is going to be. That first year, Scott Field was great. Last year, he couldn't quite get out of his own way. Um, but I think Malik Cunningham's really good, and that's a that's a game they play before they play Carolina. Um, so th that could be another one of those interesting games for State too. But I, you're, you're right; you're dead on with uh, Wake Forest. Wake Forest in 2017 beat NC State down in Winston Salem, and that State from getting to that 10 win mark, which they've only done once in, in school history, probably kept them out of the top 15, top 10 as well. And then you had 2018 where the, the college football playoff committee loved NC State inexplicably. And, I mean, NC State yeah. team, but they weren't number 12 or 13 in the country. In those initial rankings, it was like, who who is Dave Doran sleeping with on the college football playoff committee that year? And <laughs> Wake Forest comes in. 
They're missing 12 starters, including Sam Hartman. Jamie Newman, who no one had ever heard of, starts his first game and ends up throwing a, a game-winning touchdown to Jack Freudenthal at the end of that. And, and really, again, spoiling could have been a special season for NC State. And then, of course, last year, where Wake beat them again in Winston-Salem. NC State's only won in Winston-Salem once since yeah. 2001. Yeah, no, it seems like they've they've had their number. Um, God, it, it seems like every year Wake Wake or uh, Wake seems to trump uh, NC State. Uh, let's let's talk about Devin Leary, a guy that's just getting a ton of hype. Dave Doran is extremely high on him. thinks he's the best quarterback he's you know he's ever coached. Um, he had 35 touchdowns, five interceptions last year. Great deep ball passer and in great leadership. You know, do you see him if they run the table and go, let's say, eleven and one? I mean, do you see him being uh, in New York as a Heisman finalist? Here, well, scenario, yes. But here's the thing about Devin, where where he gets shortchanged, he doesn't run. So we have a tendency now when we judge quarterbacks, we want them to run, and when they don't, when they don't have ten rushing touchdowns, at least we're like, well, that's weird. Uh, but you, why don't you run? And I think yeah. you saw it last. ACC voting, you know, running. He's a he's a classic pocket passer, and I think other guys got more attention and more votes for, for not for bad reasons, but you know, it's just kind of Tim and Robert Griffin. You know, they've all kind of skewed how we how we judge and look at quarterbacks now, evaluate quarterbacks on the college level, and I think uh, that that hurt Devin Leary last year. I thought NC State protected him fairly well too of you mentioned the, the outstanding interception i thought they should have taken more chances they should have turned the offense over to him even more than they did last year because they did struggle to run the football last year kind of inexplicably um, given yeah. you know eki aquano ends up being a uh you know and draft pick and they had two guys in bam knight person who really are effective runners but they wasn't they, they were not able to run to uh specifically that wake forest game when when gashed Wake Forest last year, except NC State. So I actually expect you'll probably see some of Devin Leary's interception numbers go up this year. Maybe even his completion percentage go down a little bit because I ask him to do even more than what they did last. Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, I, I think you're dead on, dead on there. And you, you know, one of my biggest concerns is is that you lose. Uh, Ricky Person and Zonovan Knight, um, and the the rushing offense was not that was not great last year. They were 99th in rushing yards per game. But I mean, do you think that Jordan Houston, um, I, I, I guess the running back that's going to step up and play? I mean, is is he's got some big shoes to fill? Is running back a legit concern here for the Wolfpack offense? Yeah, I think offensive line and running back are both real concerns. Uh, I, I think Jordan from what we've seen was a nice change of pace his first year in 2019 the year was a disaster. So he was kind of a bright spot in a disaster year. And then he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle the last years. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they knew what they really wanted to do with, you know, quite frankly, I was surprised they didn't go get a running back out of the portal. I, I thought they might've done that this year. So when they didn't, um, that says to me that they like Jordan, you know, he's, he's always been a good pass blocker, which is, which is important. Um, but I think they probably have some other guys on the roster who they're a little bit more bullish on than they're about right now. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, Dave's always played multiple. 
Yeah, he always has multiple guys. Uh, Jordan, I mean, he only had 20 carries for 83 yards last year. So, I mean, he wasn't used much. Um, so, the, yeah, that's definitely a, uh, a concern for me. But but like I said, I mean, they still had a pretty decent offense with without, uh, you know, running the ball very successfully. So, so what's your biggest concern for this NC State team? Uh, offense, defense, where do you see, you know, a potential slip up? Uh, you know, personnel wise. Yeah. I think the offensive line is a question, you know, getting Chandler Zavala back and he won his case with the NCAA to get that extra year of eligibility. That was big for them. Um, you know, running back to me is, is not as solid as it was. Yeah. And maybe some of that mindset too, like I talked about, maybe you, maybe you push some more on Devin and ask a little bit more. Cause I think when you look at the games last year, Boomer and where they started to excel, in, you know, late against Boston College, I'm thinking even in that Miami game after they fell behind and the more respect, go back to the Mississippi State game where they couldn't move against the Mississippi State defense, which isn't great. Yeah, wasn't great. Uh, you know, so there, there's I think some of those concerns are still there. Now, the question is, when you have so many players back, do you that mentality, that mindset? And, you know, we talked to Dave for the radio show. And you could tell he's Dave's at his best when he's angry and when he feels like he's being slighted and when he feels like NC State's not getting respect. And yeah. even though, you know, yourself included wonders to help them this offseason in terms of how other people look at NC State um, with, with some lists and everything else and the attention that you've given them, he still will find a way. And he still he told us about the UCLA game. He's still mad about the UCLA not playing. Oh, yeah. Um, that serves yeah. him well, you know, and we'll, and we'll see when you have so many players back, I would imagine they have the same attitude as the coach and talk to Drake Thomas, who I thought was outstanding at the end of last year, really playing the mic for the first time since high school and making plays, you know, he really came on by the end of last year. And I think, you know, just to flip it to what I think their strength will be, um, Th those linebackers being healthy and on the field at the same time certainly will be a real advantage. And, you know, for a long time, NC State secondary was just not very good, period. Um, uh, but Dariq Pitts, to me, should I don't think he was all ACC, but he should have been. He, he was outstanding at corner last year. Okay. And it, it's going to be interesting to see because I don't – I'm of the opinion, and I know you're not an Oklahoma fan. You're just kind of Oklahoma. I'm of yeah. the opinion, you know, defense is – you know what I mean? And you see, yeah. you've seen this in the big. It's when can you get the stops that matter? And I, it'll be interesting to see if NC State has the type of defense. Like, you know, I'm not going to compare them to Georgia last year because they don't have seven picks. But, you know, do you have the type of defense that can win games if necessary? Or are you only going to win like we saw with Wake last year where you get enough stops and your offense outscores people? Yeah. No, definitely. Um, and, and I completely agree with Dave Doran. He loves having that chip on his shoulder. And I think them getting screwed in that holiday bowl last year, I think that's going to carry over to this season. I think they're going to play like a bunch of, I mean, very ticked off having a, you know, a chip on their shoulder. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, we've talked about, um, we, the defense, they return 11 of 12 starters. Um, you know, they were the second best uh, defense last year behind Clemson. Um, so with all these starters and all the backups that got to play last year, I mean, do you think that this team can 
the defense can can re- repeat and have as you know dominant of a season as they did last year? I think there's actually room for improvement up front. You know, Corey Durden was outstanding coming over from Florida. But going yeah. back to 2018, they were, uh, when they were start that year with Ryan Finley, they brought in uh, what they thought was a great in-state recruiting class on the defensive front, Savion Jackson and Josh Harris, DJ Clark. And we haven't seen that really shine yet. You know, the real strength 17 and 18 teams – Dave's best team was that defensive front and Bradley Chubb, obviously being the star of that group. Uh, we yeah. haven't seen that type of player emerge yet. And I think that's where the improvement can come. But to, yeah, I mean, linebacker wise, we didn't see oh, yeah. Peyton Wilson, Drake Thomas and Isaiah Moore on the field together last year, or if we did, it was for a minute. And uh, Tanner Engel, you know, who had some real problems in 20, disciplinary issues, penalties, not being able to stay in the game, changing the rules, um, really kept it in line last year and was another guy when Peyton went out, uh, really made plays for them. Yeah, no, I think they've got uh, probably, if they can stay healthy, one of the best linebacking cores in the country. Um, like I think Clemson's got the best defensive line in the ACC, and I, and I think – uh, NC State has the best linebacking core in the AC or in the ACC. They just they got to stay healthy. Um, you know, another O line back to the offense. They lose uh, Ikem Ikwanu, um, who was a you know first round draft pick. I mean, do you think? And they return four out of five starters. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think they'll skip a beat on the offensive line missing him? I mean, it's a huge hole to fill, but they still return four guys. A good group. Uh, you know, John Garrison's done there too. Um, re- replacing one of Dwayne Ledford, who ended up down at um, Louisville first in before he's down at the Falcons. You know, I think that thing, though, last year, I think Icky covered up some sins there. And there were some injuries too up front. You know, uh, Zavala was, was hurt for a lot of the year, and they really like him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see can kind of come together you know grant gibson veteran guy at center um should be able to kind of galvanize that group but quite frankly i when i look at their rushing average last year there's no other way to describe it as a other than a disappointment and it'll be interesting to see like i said i think tim beck does a good job has done a good job um first year in particular it was almost impossible circumstances where he did great work but I look at last year and a Carolina game. Let's look at the Carolina game. You know, they fall behind the second half of that game. And I'm going, can you up with the slip screens and all the other crap and just let Devin throw the ball? And sure enough, how'd they come back? They finally did. Yeah. I mean, there was, there were, they had no other choice but take deep shots, but they finally did. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's obviously an oversimplification. Um, but I think Tim. <laughs> done great work but i think the challenge will be in front of them this year you know you you lose a guy we haven't talked about yet in uh their outstanding receiver a mecca and you think wow he made so many great plays for them so many opportune times you naturally you think okay well devin carter will fill in maybe you know thayer thomas is a guy who's certainly capable of putting up big numbers for them you you hope but you want to see you know maybe someone like a chris toodle Trent Penix, 
maybe even a Jordan Houston be a little bit more involved in the passing game where you realize not just so dependent on one or two, but you can really spread the field and, and make defense. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Um, I, yeah. So I, that leads to my next question, which player from last year's team do you think NC state will miss the most? I think it's a Mecca. Yeah. I, you know, that Carolina game in you see those two plays at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's an outside guy, deep shot guy, physical player, veteran player, you know, played five years in college. Uh, you know, I think that'll be tougher than most people realize. I, I got to be honest, though, Boomer, we're 20 minutes in. We haven't talked about their schedule. To me, NC State's schedule is as easy as it'll ever be. I, I'm serious. Yeah. You know, in 17, Dave had a great team. He had a, he had a great team. Naheem Hines, Jay Sam. Chubb, guys up front. They open at South Carolina. They beat the brains off of South Carolina, but Debo Samuel pops a kickoff in another play, and they lose. Then the middle of that year, they end up going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame beats them. I think Notre Dame was in the playoff that year. And so it's like this there's, This opportunity has never existed for NC State, ever. Yeah. Um, to be this good, have this much talent, and to have the schedule be an absolute, yes, there are spots in there that are uh, dangerous, no doubt. In conference play, you're always going to have that. But for yeah. the most part, you could dream up the better combination of this roster with this schedule. And mark my words for next year, because next year their schedule will be the hardest, one of the hardest <laughs> in history, and they're not going to have the talent. The roster's not going to look like it does this year. It's, it'll, be the, it'll be the complete opposite. Yeah. It's just yeah, a no matter doubt. of, you know, can you take advantage of this opportunity while you have it? So, so, so talking about the schedule, what's the biggest trap game you think for, for, uh, for NC state, I'm going to go ahead and say it's for me, it's East Carolina. That first game, they've lost three out of the last four games in Greenville. That's ECU's kind of super bowl. Um, I am nervous about that game. If I'm an NC state fan, what, what are your thoughts? Who do you got? Yeah. NC definitely are. Cause you got to remember in 16, NC state had 14 NFL players on its roster and lost to an old Scotty Montgomery coached ECU team. Losing that game is the worst loss of Dave's tenure, hands down. Yeah, yeah. You go back to 2010, the, the most, the other most recent, a, little, a guy named Russell Wilson was the quarterback. And again, not a great ECU team, but one that ends up beating Russell Wilson and the Wolfpack in overtime. And I, I actually do like that as the opener. I, I think Dave, other than the South Carolina game, has been has had his teams prepared, and even in that South Carolina game, they really outplayed them tremendously. Uh, I think he'll be. I think they'll be ready for the game. And I'm with you. Out of the league, that's the that that was the biggest. Uh, but I mentioned it before. Florida State after Clemson. Say you go down to Clemson and beat them for the first time in 20 years in Death Valley. You're good. We already saw last year. Dave had the Red Solo Cup out for the home. Oh run. yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You best believe. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what to make of Florida State yet. I, I do think Mike Normal's a good coach. I think he's had some unusual circumstances first two years. Um, so that they're always talented, though. They're all talented. So that that's another one that sticks out in my brain. Uh, you mentioned the Wake Forest game, an annual hiccup for them. And yeah. uh, Louisville's the other one I look at and go, all right, um, that's between – some interesting games for you 
And that's not even to mention, of course, Carolina. My gosh, if NC State had the ability to win their first ACC championship in 43 years and the one that stands in the way in the last week of the regular season, <laughs> uh, you best believe you want to see somebody's Super Bowl. You you want to see, you know, the ball be pulled from Charlie Brown. I mean, and, and you fans in the triangle are almost there's there's probably a portion of state fans who hope state doesn't get to Chapel Hill without a loss because the last thing they want to see is, is Carolina ruin, you know, what could potentially be a, a once in a twice, once in two generations championship. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could totally see that, that scenario playing out. Another one that we didn't talk about is Virginia tech uh, states lost five straight to, to the Hokies. It's on, games on a Thursday night. It's in Raleigh. I don't think Tech's going to be any good, but but you you you, you just never know. Um, so that's oh, one for sure. They beat the brakes off it in the twenty twenty opener. Just absolutely ran them out of the building. Um, so they'll they'll have confidence coming here and, and, and playing state for sure. Uh, but now I'm with you. Yeah. I don't I don't know enough about Brent Pry and what they're doing. They've had tremendous roster turnover last few years with Justin Fuente, and I know you know going back to twenty. Virginia Tech just beats the brakes off a of state, then falls apart. Last year, they're absolutely loaded for bear against Carolina, ruined Carolina season out of the gate, and then they fall apart. So uh, maybe not. Maybe playing Virginia Tech later in the year will be a, a positive for the Wolfpack. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And and you know another thing that you know, we, Clemson back when Dabo was kind of getting started, they had this thing called Clemsoning. I'm trying to figure out what to yeah. call what to call. NC State's kind of law unexplained losses, like when you just don't show up against Mississippi State, when you lose to a two and four Miami team by one point, um, is it Wolfpacking or I mean I don't know what to call it, um, but but those are the games that Boomer they got to get over the hump. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear, Boomer? Or no, no, go ahead. Yeah, it's called NC State shit. That that's what you're looking for. <laughs> that's what call it. Yeah, that 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 sounds perfect. So yeah, we gotta gotta avoid those yep. games uh, if 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 we want to make the playoff this year. Hey, um, last couple questions on. So I've been putting out these best restaurants um, for for you know yeah. for every school, and so I just want to get your thoughts on this because I know your buddy Joe he's had some opinions. Um, so best burger joint. I put char grill. Was that is that right on the money or char grill's good, real good? Yeah. I, I no, I no one finding about that. Okay, that's a good one. Um, the Mexican what was your food. One that got me bar- barbecue. I put old time barbecue. Okay. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a, a tradition. Yeah, it's a, a couple. Uh, I'm not yeah. gonna complain about old time, but there's a couple that you, you gotta hit. There's a couple you really gotta hit. So Coop, Cooper's in downtown is the one that's the best one. Cooper's okay. I'll have to try that out. I'm gonna try and get out there for a game this year. So uh, definitely have to hit that up. That'd be awesome. What? Let me know. Yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey man, I know this was your day off. Um, I appreciate you for hopping on. Um, you know. Uh, we'll see football seasons, uh, almost here. So, uh, appreciate it and, uh, and, uh, take care.
Same, man. Keep up the great work. Enjoy your stuff. Yep. Appreciate it, Joe. All right. That's Joe Giglio from WRAL. Um, I've been on his radio show before. Had a good time with him um, talking uh, just all kinds of stuff, NC State. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm bullish on NC State. I think they go, and I've said it in our preview, I think they go 11-1. and one. I like um, – I, I think that they beat Clemson in Death Valley. Um and uh pronounced Gilio. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um yeah, he's right. The Florida State game could be a huge trap game. Um if they beat Clemson, that could be a huge letdown game. We don't know how good Florida State's gonna be. They've got a ton of question marks. Um so yeah, that game and and also if they're undefeated going into uh Chapel Hill to play UNC, if UNC's five and six into that game, I could still see that being a, uh, a close game and UNC pulling off the upset. So, uh, that's all we've got, uh, for today. Um, I want to give a shout out to, um, only, uh, so many Saturdays. Um, great, great, uh, company cranking out awesome t-shirts. Um, go, uh, go follow them on Twitter. I believe it's at Saturdays, uh, count and their websites, saturdayscount.com. They've got these kind of shirts for everybody and uh, for every school. And, and you should definitely check them out because really, I mean, guys, there are only so many Saturdays for college football that uh, we get to enjoy. So you have to savor every single Saturday because they uh, truly count. But uh, that's all we've got a couple more episodes today. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, you know, give us that, give us that five-star review on Apple or Spotify. As I said, that really, really helps us out growing this podcast. Uh, we're just getting started and already getting great numbers. So uh, I expect things to only to continue to climb from here. So uh, we'll take it. Y'all take it easy and uh, have a good afternoon.